uh, a short devotional that I'll share today before we get into our agenda and, and um, look at all the things that we're going to be looking at. You know, I just want to say one thing. The pushback of the enemy is something that we should always expect. And, uh, you know, the, like Peter said, don't think it's strange, the fiery trial that you find yourself in. The same things are being accomplished in your brothers throughout the world. And so it should never be a surprise to us that the enemy is going to try to push back and stop the purposes of God because that's, that's what he does. Um, I think it's incumbent upon us just to make sure that we're always prepared and ready to wage a good warfare. And that's why the Apostle Paul reminds us in Ephesians 6 to put on the full armor of God uh, and to be ready to use the weapons of light to push back the darkness um, and to remember the promises. And I, I do love what Greg Laurie said, that we, we, we live on the promises. We stand on the promises. And God has made some amazing, precious promises in his word. And one of those promises is that no weapon formed against us will prosper. Um, and every tongue that rises up in judgment against us will be condemned because this is we're, we're servants of God. We're his children. And so let's stand on those uh, promises of God. Let's stand on the word of God. Uh, and know that God is going to take care of all of the issues. Amen? Amen. Uh, the short devotion I'll share today is, are you striving or abiding? Are you striving or abiding? Isaiah chapter 41, verse 11 says, Behold, all they that were incensed against you shall be ashamed and confounded. They shall be as nothing. They that strive with thee shall perish. The, the Babylonians, you know, they were always making war, the Chaldeans of different enemies of Israel, wanting to reduce them to bondage, and, um, and they were enemies that fought against them. Uh, the word striving uh, means to contend, to war with, uh, to be in conflict with, to rage against. <laughs> um, it also uh, has another meaning. It means to make every effort, to go all out, to aspire, to crave, to desire, to yearn, to fight, to wrestle, to struggle, to endeavor, to quarrel, to wrangle, squabble. I mean, it's like when I got the looking at this word, I'm like, there's a lot of stuff in there, but a lot of it has to do with gathering strength and, and, and fighting back. Now, there's a good warfare that we fight, but there's also another warfare that we need to stay out of. So there are two ways I want to look at striving. I want to look at striving um, in the flesh, and then I also want to look at striving um, in the spirit to move towards the purposes of God. Uh, when we struggle and strive in the flesh for things like ambition and position, power, authority, dominance, um, stuff to inflate our ego, uh, it leads us to moving into a place that we usurp authority. In other words, we get into a lane that's not ours. Uh, the Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter 12 that we're to look to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, and we're to run with endurance the race that is set before us. And so the picture that uh, the writer of Hebrews paints here is that we're all in a lane that God has given us uh, to, to run the race of faith. Uh, when we get into striving in our flesh, trying to move ourselves and maneuver ourselves in, into different kind of positions, we get out of our lane. And when we're out of our lane, striving in the flesh, then we get into a place that we're in a usurping of authority and it causes the grace of God to be lifted from us. Uh, there are some people, a few examples that, that strived. There's a whole bunch of them in the scripture. But I think about Simon the sorcerer. You know, uh, he wanted to buy the, the Holy Spirit. 
talk about striving in the flesh to try to accomplish the things of the kingdom. You can't do that. You have to pay the price for the anointing by coming to Jesus and allowing him to fill you up. Uh, I think about uh, Saul, uh, who was coming after David, after David had been raised to be king of Israel. Uh, he, he didn't want to give up the power. I think about Absalom, uh, David's son. Uh, he didn't want to stay in his lane. And this is all striving in the flesh to try to make something happen. It happens to everybody. A lot of people go through this. Uh, I've seen over the years people trying to jockey for positions. And it don't just happen in the corporate world <laughs> with corporate wrangling, but it happens in the kingdom of God. And so it's very important that we remember that we are not to strive in the flesh, but we are to strive in the spirit. In Psalm 103, verse 8 and 9, it says, The Lord is merciful and gracious. He's slow to anger and abounding in mercy. God is full of mercy. But in verse number uh, 9, it says, He will not always strive with us, nor will he keep his anger forever. God is so merciful uh, towards those who fear him and worship him. Um, this word in Hebrew for striving is a, is a word rib, R-I-B. <laughs> it just says rib. Uh, when you look up the Hebrew words, it's spelled R-I-B in the English transliteration. Uh, it's about combat. Um, in its primary sense, it describes a physical battle between two single opponents, not like a whole army, but between two single opponents. And it includes verbal combat where people are sniping at each other. Uh, contention, debate, and arguing. And so uh, I think we can probably all relate to people who have been opposers in that way uh, in our ministry and in our lives and in our leadership. But this sense of striving where two opponents uh, are kind of fighting with, with each other, remember God fights our enemies for us. But he also has to fight with our own petulance. <laughs> He has to fight with us when, in our bad tempers, our moodiness, our irritability, grouchiness, and all of that stuff. God fights with us, so he says he will not always strive with us, nor will he keep his anger forever. God is wrestling with us to get us into a place that we will lay down our striving in the flesh and adapt the, 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 the countenance and the identity that he has for us. I think probably one of the best pictures of this would be um, Jacob, right. when he wrestled with the Lord, he, he was wrestling. <laughs> he was not going to give it up until he finally, um, by getting his new identity, he had to lose the battle. <laughs> and the only way that we can walk in the fullness of God's authority and anointing on our lives is we have to lose the battle to God. <laughs> That's right. In other words, we have to give up our bad temper. We have to give up our moodiness. We have to give up our irritability. We have to give up our cantankerousness and our crabbiness in order to receive the countenance of God so that we can be the example that he wants us to be in the earth. Um, and so God fights the enemy for us, but then he has to fight with us to get us to the place that we can walk in who he wants us to be. And so I'm glad that he's still striving with us and he's full of mercy and he's full of grace. Can somebody say amen? amen. <laughs> now in Luke chapter 13, verse 24, it says, strive to enter through the narrow gate for many, I tell you, will seek to enter and will not be able to. So there's a fight and there's a battle and there's a striving to enter into the narrow gate. 
You know, broad is the way that leads to destruction, but narrow is the gate that leads to life. So we have to strive to enter into life and to stay into that place, stay in that place that we are receiving the life of God to give away to others. And so the way that we do that is we have to die to ourselves. We have to lose the battle with God and say, okay, God, you can have this. Okay, you can have some of this. You can have a little bit of this. And the more we give it up, the more we put ourselves into a place that we can walk in the narrow gate uh, and fulfill God's purpose in our lives. In Hebrews chapter 12, verse 4, it says, You have not yet resisted to the point of shedding blood in your striving against sin. <coughs> So we're to strive against sin. In other words, we're not to just allow temptation to wash over us, but we're to strive. In other words, uh, one of the definitions that I said earlier for strive was also was contend, but it also means to make every effort, to go all out, uh, to yearn, to wrestle, to struggle, to endeavor. And so we have to endeavor to not give in to uh, the flesh, but to walk in the fullness of God's call on our lives. In Romans 15, 30, the Apostle Paul says, Now I urge you, brethren, by our Lord Jesus Christ and by the love of the Spirit, to strive together with me in your prayers to God for me. So there's a striving together in prayer. That's what we've done earlier in this meeting, is we've strived together in unity in prayer to bring these requests before God so that we can receive the answers that are needed, the hope that is needed, the healing that is needed, the comfort that is needed for those who are grieving, uh, the power that is needed to push back the spirit of suicide and all those things that we prayed for. Uh, we're striving together uh, uh, in prayer to God uh, for the ministry of Teen Challenge. And so this is a, this is a good kind of striving. Uh, in Colossians 1.29, it says, For this purpose also I labor, striving according to his power, which mightily works within me. And so we're going to strive to say, God, I want your anointing. I want your power. I want your strength. I need your wisdom and not just my own strength. So I'm going to strive to get into that place that I will uh, be able to receive the fullness of, of your anointing upon my life. In Philippians 3.14 the Apostle Paul says, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. In other words, I'm going to continue to strive and press forward for the goal of knowing Christ in the fellowship of his sufferings and in the power of his resurrection. Now, in John chapter 15, verse 4, as I get ready to close, it says, Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself. Unless it abides in the vine, so neither can you unless you abide in me. Maintaining a close, intimate relationship with Christ keeps us from getting into the striving in the flesh and also gives us the ability to strive in the spirit the right way. So that's why the question was, are we striving or we're abiding? I think we're doing both, but we're striving in the spirit, not in the flesh. And if we're striving in the spirit, let us strive to enter into his rest and to be in this place of abiding because in that place, that's where the peace and the joy comes from. It comes from us remaining, living, lodging, residing, and not departing from that place of being in close fellowship with the Lord Jesus Christ. So everything flows out uh, of, of that spiritual dynamic of maintaining a passionate, wonderful relationship with Jesus Christ. That keeps us from striving in the flesh 
because we'll be content. There's a contentment that comes when we are abiding with Christ because after all, he's the one that we're longing for. It's not a prestige, it's not some position, it's not some accolade. What we're really striving for and what we really desire is we desire Jesus. Yeah. And so if we're abiding in him and he's abiding in us, it keeps the, the, the wrong kind of striving away from our lives. And when we're abiding in him, it also gives us the ability to fight a good fight and to strive against sin and to, to strive in the spirit rather than in the flesh to fulfill the purposes of God. And so I just want to encourage us to abide in him so that our striving will always be in the spirit. We'll be striving in prayer. We'll be striving to enter the narrow gate. We'll be striving against sin. And we will not be striving in the flesh, uh, trying to create some paradigm for us that gets us out of the lane that God has for us. So let us strive and abide in him. <laughs> Amen. God bless you guys.